views and opinions of the hosts are those of the hosts and not of the companies they are affiliated with. No inside information is known, and if there is, they will not be revealed. Occasional bad language may be used. Well, hello there. Um, is, I think I think we do a podcast. Is that what this is? Well, that was really awkward. Yeah, I know a little bit. We've we've kind of forgotten how this whole intro thing works. Well, we never had an exit, and I guess we don't really have an intro. Um, but you know, you you texted me today and said, "Hey, um, what do you work?" And I said, "I work until two. And you said, "Record." And I said, sure. Since, you know, the last time we released an episode was January 19th. Well, yeah, I know. It's, I mean, February's a short month. February's a short month. Tiny month. That's, that's the, uh, not even an excuse. That's the explanation. Yes. Is that February is a short month. So, um, yeah. And we've heard you guys loud and clear that you want us to record another episode. So that's what we're, we're doing here. Um, so before we get into what the episode's kind of about, you know, it's kind of cold down here right now. Dude, like I'm in a sweatshirt uh in my house right now. Yeah, I um you know, I worked outside today and um yeah, I'm it was almost like working at Cedar Point during Halloween weekends. It was it was rough. Yeah. Uh, especially cuz I I got to say I don't really own pants. Yeah, I really don't do that either. I, I own like a couple pairs of jeans and a couple pairs of dress pants, but neither one of those would be appropriate for uh, a- outdoor work. So it, it's it's shorts or bust. And you know, I just you know, it was just kind of cold. No matter where you were, the sun was nice, but you know, I was it it kind warmed of up inside. by the by the year around like three o'clock. It got warm, but it's now cold again. Like. Yeah, we're, we're I think we're we're supposed to be like in the 30s tonight. Oh, um, God. So yeah, um, it's going to be a open the window kind of night sleeping. So this is this is kind of my favorite nights for sleeping. Oh, my windows are already open. So if we random here like random I four traffic, uh, you will know why. I will know exactly why. Um, I'm not um, expecting us to hear that unless like a, a an ambulance goes by or one of those like motorcycle brigades. Yeah. Speaking of that, on my way to work, totally got stopped by a funeral. And um, it was really early in the morning that I got stopped by the funeral, which was kind of weird for me to think about. And you, and you really don't have a commute either. No. <laughs> that was what was hilarious. Uh, I did not think that work was going to believe the excuse that I got stopped by a funeral. <laughs> second second time now that that's happened. There there really needs to be like a, a place where someone needs to register that there's going to be a funeral procession. And like what times? I mean, this might be a thing. I don't know. And... <laughs> And then you can be like, "Look, proof right here. This is where it was at at this time." Mm-hmm. But uh, it came to it came to some thinking. Um, when I'm dead, I don't really need to have people stop traffic. Like, you, you'll get there when you get there. It'll happen. I have only ever been in one funeral procession. It was for my grandfather, um, and I felt kind of like an asshole because I was driving my car at the time. Which do you remember my blue Honda that I yes. had? Uh, well. At that time is when the timing, when the, the fan belt was loose. So it squealed a lot. Yes. I felt kind of like an asshole because it would start squealing from time to time. But 
that was that was a long time ago. Yeah. All right. Well, um, so you messaged me. Well, no, actually, it was yesterday, wasn't it? It was yesterday. You said you that you you messaged me and said, "Hey, let's do a podcast." Yeah, I wasn't just going to correct you on that one. I thought a little mistake wasn't worth correcting somebody. Mm, yeah. Well, it was yesterday, so um, mm-hmm. I'm fired. Um, the and you said, "Hey, what part do you want to do?" And you know, actually, yeah. So you gave a list of some parks, and then some news came out. And then, and you, we actually had picked a different park today. Yeah, we did. Um, but then there was some news about Six Flags Fiesta Texas. Um, what I even have the the article here that you sent me, mm-hmm. where they said, you know, it's the 25th anniversary. That was um, yesterday, so they opened on Pi Day. That was actually kind of cool. Um, 25th anniversary. Blah 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 blah. Chef Jeff Siebert, nice guy. Love the guy. Mm-hmm. Real nice guy. Um, and he said, I'm going to show the full article. And this is my favorite quote right here. In 2018, 2019, 2020, and beyond, with the rides and attractions, you will see a pattern that we are introducing more world's firsts and America's first. You will see more technology being debuted at Fiesta Texas. So, All right. So that, um, that kind of, I think, drove this whole episode. Yeah, I mean, that could very easily be PR spiel. Jeff, uh, he was the master of PR. He's got everybody hyped on his Batman the Ride, the the 4D SNS coaster that they have. They're like, I can't tell you how many times that trended on Facebook and someone tagged me. Hey, Drew, would you ride this? I mean, the man's, the man's really good at PR. I've, I've got a chance to talk to him a couple times, and um, I've experienced presentations from him at No Coaster Con back mm-hmm. in like 2005, I think. That was a long time ago. Um, but yeah, just listening to him talk, he knows how to do it. And of course, now you've got uh, a other Jeff from Kennywood now down there running the PR range. So it's got a lot of good PR down in Fiesta, Texas. Yeah, I'm, I, this has a potential to be kind of like the parks or the chain's next big big park yeah i sort of look at it as could this be the six flags version of the carowinds treatment i could very much see that yeah but before we get into the episode we just kind of wanted to tease you a little bit um last episode you know many moons ago we said send us emails because we only get one or zero to two emails per podcast well we got two emails well you know that's what happens when you take a month off (laughs) um we got a really, really long one and a not so long one. So, um, our friend Josh, he sent us an email. I'm going to read through this, um, kind of quickly. Um, how's it going, Ryan and Drew? We're good. Hey, we're good. Uh, I've been listening to In the Loop for a while and decided to check out the Embark Blueprints. It's an amazing show. I can't believe that you only get zero to two emails per podcast. You both do great work and have really creative ideas that are interesting to hear discussed. I just subscribed to the show and binge listened to them all in a day. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. I would get sick of my own voice after that. Um, I think you did a great job with all of them. I was really impressed with the Pirates' fifth gate idea at Disney. I've been a coaster nerd all my life and growing up with a roller coaster tycoon, so hearing out of the box ideas like this one really excites me. I live in Maryland my whole life. I lived in Maryland my whole life until 2015 when I moved to where I currently reside now, Denver, Colorado. This makes my home park growing up Six Flags America and my current home park Elish Gardens slash Lakeside. Insert sympathetic crowd moan here. 
though I can't really complain because I had so many other great parks within a two-hour drive, Kings Dominion, Hershey Park, Busch Gardens, Williams, etc. I was pumped when I moved here to get a season pass to a new park. I was not pumped when I first visit Elitch's. I found it very much a clone of Six Flags America, a lot of the same rides as Six Flags America, and not the good, not the great ones. In fact, the ride that people probably consider the best at Elitch's is just an SLC clone with the same name as the one at Six Flags America. Mind eraser. Sad, I know, but I still consider myself lucky to have a park nine miles from my house, and because the park is actually located in downtown Denver, the views of the park provides are astounding. Obviously, with so many great parks to discuss, I don't plan on ever hearing either of these parks on an episode of TPB. Maybe you could help me with an answer to a question I haven't heard brought up on In The Loop, Coaster Radio, or any other Coaster podcast. Why would Elitch's add a fun time star flyer this year when they already have a chance aviator called Dragonwing? Had to be renamed for Batwing when Six Legs left. Just wondering why a park who can't really build new roller coasters and has to rely on their flats to be innovative would install a copy of a ride they already have. Thanks, and keep up the great work, Josh. Uh, I think the answer to why nobody has discussed that is not a whole lot of people know a whole lot about Elitch Gardens. I am going this year. I'm excited for you. Yeah. I guess I didn't even realize they have a ride that's very similar to the ride they just built. I think that sounds dumb. It sounds dumb, but I mean, what? Star Flyers are fun. Cedar Point had Demon Drop and then put in Power Tower. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe it's a thing where you just have to kind of move on with the times and that's the next newest craze. And maybe Dragon Wing will go away. So would you say you're moving on with the fun times? Moving on with the fun times. Get it? Fun times? Hey! That was a theme park joke. That was, that was a good that was a good theme park joke. <laughs> if I had a laugh track, I'd play that right now. But so maybe just assume that it's there. Um also we got an email from Nicholas said, just listen to the WDW episode. I heard the end where you asked me to tweet you, but I don't use social media, so anyway, great episode. Nicholas. Thanks. Thanks, man. And uh so that was it. Those are our two emails. So nice. Um, I like the emails. They're nice. Now, if somebody wanted to email us, how would they do that? Okay. Well, the easiest way to get to, to do that is to go to themeparkblueprints at gmail.com. That sounds That's good, right? themeparkblueprints at gmail.com. All are one you, word? Um, at, emails are all one word, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess if you got this far and you're still kind of curious on how to contact us, Twitter at parkblueprints. That's at Park Blueprints. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get on with the show. Yeah, so we're talking about Fiesta Texas. Yeah, we are. And we are talking about America's firsts and world's firsts and all of this kind of great stuff. But before we talk about the future, let's talk about the past. Yeah. So um, this is actually a relatively new park in the grand scheme of how theme parks work. I mean, obviously, you've got the new Disney gates that are coming out, and they are very new. In, in the grand scheme of things, like the Shanghai Park that just came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and all the, all the things going on in Asia right now, but this park opened 25 years ago, which if you think about it, most parks around this time are celebrating their 45th, their 50th anniversary. Yeah, everything was all in like the 70s and like early 80s. Yeah. So for this to be built in 92, it's a and relatively it's, new park. And especially still be going, you know, strong like this. Mm-hmm. 
Um, built by the Gaylord Entertainment Company. They might sound familiar. Uh, Gaylord Palms, the hotels, that was their property at one point. Now those are Marriott properties. But the Gaylord Entertainment Company owned Opryland in Tennessee, mm-hmm. which closed. Which kind of makes me wonder, like, if Six Flags has deci- had decided they wanted to buy that instead of Fiesta Texas, would we see both of these parks still? Or I, I still personally think Nashville is the next major city to have a theme park. Uh-huh. I don't know why that one doesn't. But anyway. Yeah, you know, never went to Opryland, even though I lived a couple hours away from that in Kentucky. It was closed by the time I ever got down to Nashville. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did go honky-tonking. That's a thing that I thought I would never, ever say that I did. But I went honky-tonking in tennis shoes. I have shoes. no idea what honky-tonking means. I, I guess I guess honky-tonking really is just going down Broadway and bar hopping. But the bars are all honky-tonks, so mm-hmm. they just call it honky-tonking. So they're all country western bars. And then there's blues bars in there too. But yeah, it was fun. Um, when I was there, it was when Fireball Whiskey was just kind of coming to the scene. So everybody was doing shots of Fireball Whiskey and they had like Fireball Whiskey girls everywhere. So I drank a lot of Fireball Whiskey and a lot of Yingling because it wasn't yet available in Ohio. Hmm. Yeah. And now it's in Florida, and they brew it down here. Well, it's yeah, it's been in Florida for a little bit, but yeah, it's it's brewed down here. Just it's actually brewed next door to um, Bush Gardens. Mm-hmm. That was an old Schlitz factory. I was going to say, uh, I've always just assumed that was an old Anheuser Busch factory, mm-hmm. but I had no proof on that. The Anheuser Busch factory used to be where Guazi is, oh. um, and I think they wanted to get out of brewing in Florida, and so they did. Um, yeah, fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So starting in, um, 2013, that was a big year. That was, um, well, that was the number two RMC. Yeah. Really weird. It was the second RMC. Uh, and speaking of second RMC, it was also the boat second one in Texas. Really kind of interesting there too. Um, but we're talking about iron rattler. We probably shouldn't mention the name of the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Rattler was an interesting ride. I wish I could have ridden it um, just because it looked awful. And if it was anything like the other RCCA catastrophe in the United States, um, you know, Son of Beast, I really would have probably enjoyed it. Uh, you know, it was more interesting to watch than ride. The flex that it had. Yeah, coming around that like turnaround, it flexed, and then the awkward triple helix of death. I, I have been on it, it, and it really left a sour taste in my mouth. Oh, because it, it was announced that it was closing, uh, and we had bought the gold. Uh, oh, actually, it hadn't been announced when I went. It was just rumored that like this is probably the next RMC project, but it was still open because I went at the beginning of the season. I was in Texas around this time, like in 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, so Iron Rattler, we bought the gold flash pass, and. Iron Rattler wasn't included or a Rattler wasn't included, but there were signs all over the queue about why wait, get a flash pass. And I had a flash pass and had to wait the 90 minutes for the queue because they just weren't offering it on flash pass that day. That's just that day. Did you, did you ever go and ask anybody? No, it just was on the side. When I went in, it said flash pass, not available for Rattler when we went Hmm. and bought it. Interesting. 
on the website it was there and on the website it, what was not there was uh goliath there their w- batman the ride clone i wonder if that was just if that's like a weird like like attendance thing where they're like we have too many of this or not enough of this let's remove this mm-hmm. so i don't know so they had a flash pass entrance and it just wasn't available on flash pass which really kind of frustrated me. Yeah, that would, that would frustrate me too. Um, also, really kind of odd scenario that they had there. It also started raining when we went to Six Flags Fiesta Texas. Started And then uh, they shut uh, Superman down, which they forgot to open the queue. They only... <laughs> so, like, there was a giant line of people standing outside of the ride. But we flash pass scanned it and walked into the station and got in line. And they were sending trains. But they hadn't opened the regular line yet. It was just for flash pass people. <laughs> uh, and then we were next to go on the ride and they shut it down for rain and then told everyone they had to leave because it wasn't safe to stand in the station. And I was like, wait, so the ride's down for rain and you want me to go stand out there in the in the pathway and that that's okay for me to stand there, but under the shelter? And they're like, yeah, that's because the track's metal. <laughs> so that was kind of an argument because... Um, I really didn't want to get wet, and I, I didn't care that the ride was closed. I would have happily sat my ass down on the concrete, but they made me leave. That um, makes me think of the worst thing that Disney does. Sorry, this is a little tangent here. Um, when it rains at particularly the Magic Kingdom, nobody wants to leave the exits to the rides. So the ride exit gets all backed up to where they just shut the ride down and don't let anybody into the queue. So anybody that was in the queues is being punished for having the people that just rode not wanting to get wet. Yes. It's a terrible, terrible system. Just kick them out. Well, I mean, you, you there's only so many people you can do. I mean, you know, working at Cedar Point, like we don't have like spare positions we can just drop to be like, hey, keep on moving forward, guys. Well, I mean, all the custodial now have phones. Huh. Anyway, so, yep, so, odd. any other um, little little fun little stories about Fiesta Texas? Um, so, the one thing I have learned and I've been given heads up for is don't ever go to the Six Flags parks during spring break. Or not I, the Six Flags parks, the, uh, the Texas parks. Because Texas is too hot in the summer. Most Texans don't want to have any interest in going to their theme parks. When it's a hundred degrees in that dry humidity or dry heat, so they all go. They all go spring during break. spring break, and during fall and stuff like that. So if you want to go in July, the parks are pretty dead apparently. Hmm. But if you want to go during spring break, it's ninety minute waits for everything. Because didn't the legend go to over Texas during WrestleMania? Yeah, and it, he said it was it was um it was real busy. Yep. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. So yeah, Iron Rattler. That was the uh, the big RMC. You don't ever really hear anything about that one anymore. But it's still the tallest RMC. Really? Yeah. Is well, we haven't been confirmed on what what the old streak is doing. But no, no. But you know, more and more pictures keep slowly leaking online of that thing, and I get super excited. I am. I am really excited, and. Everyone keeps saying about how they need it to be announced. No. 
This is making me more excited. Oh man, it's so much. It's like Dragster. <laughs> Dragster and Maverick. Yeah. I mean, hell, they they tore down that and they tore down Whitewater Landing at the end of 2005, and then all of 2006 was land clearing and starting to build the ride before they announced it in November of 2006 after the park had closed. Mm-hmm. So I don't see it. They're not going to announce it at all. No, I think Cedar Point loves it. Oh, they do. I mean, we both know Tony. He uh-huh. he loves this shit. Well, like, that's the other thing is, did you see, this is such a tangent, and I apologize, but did you see this Twitter handle that showed up the other day about, like, Mean Streak updates? No. Well, so, they just kind of, Mean Streak updates kind of just went and, like, tagged a bunch of theme park websites and was like, things are coming. And I only happened to notice it because Kenny got tagged for In the Loop. <laughs> um, and uh, And so, so far there's just been, like, uh, they posted like I don't know like two pictures of Mean Streak, but it, it's just really random. I mean, it's. I mean, the park will nothing will be announced before the park opens. The park opens, there'll be like teaser signs over there because you know the train the train crossing is just going to be closed. Uh-huh. It's not going to be open anymore. Um, they're probably still going to have to have a person there because it's not fully closed. People can still run through, you know. Um, but yeah, so I think there's just a whole bunch of information is going to come out opening day and it's not going to be anything. It's just going to be gonna, more pictures. It's just going to be a shit ton of pictures. And then speaking of pictures, you saw the RMC truck is now at, um, Kint- uh, Kings Minion. Yeah. All right. Well, but this is not a, this is not a new show. So let's continue on with <laughs> Fiesta Texas. Yeah, this so- is just, this is just you and me and our every day. This is what happens when we. I, I haven't seen you. In a couple oh, of days. I know it's been a, it's, a, it's been a bit. I went on a uh, a week vacation where I didn't actually leave town, and I went to SeaWorld, I went to Discovery Cove, I went to all four Disney parks, and I went to both Universal parks. Mm. Discovery Cove is fucking awesome. Uh, that's my favorite park in Orlando. That's it's so nice. I didn't do the dolphins because fuck the dolphins. It's too expensive. Too expensive. It's too, I, we had a, we had a private cabana, so we got to watch them anyway. Mm-hmm. I got. I personally experienced the dolphins longer than anybody that was actually paid for the dolphins got to experience them. <laughs> That's so, true. All right. Um. Back also in 2013, they installed Texas Gunslinger, which was one of their slingshot rides. Yeah. Cool. Um. 2014, the water park, which was fuck. What's the name of their water park? Um. Who cares? Whitewater Bay. Whitewater Bay. It's. I. I just. I told you before the show. If you have all of your parks that are branded to the same name, Six Flags, then you have to have your water parks branded the same. Mm-hmm. Then I mean, yeah, okay. Uh, they installed Bahama Blaster. Don't know what that is. Um, 2015, Batman the Ride went in. This is the Jeff Sievert special. That it is. Um, and then also they put in a Soaring Eagle zip lines. This was uh, just after Dollywood removed theirs, right? Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. No, Dollywood uh, never had a Soaring Eagle zipline. What zipline did they have? They Dollywood had the ziplines that went over like the park, like the real ziplines. This is the Stan Checkets crazy oh, yeah. thing. Oh yeah, silly Stan. Yeah. All right. Anyway, the, so the Dollywood got rid of their uh, uh, for wild, RCI for course. Wild Eagle. They got well, yeah. They had the RCI. They also got rid of their uh, ziplines for Wild Eagle, didn't they? Because they had they were having issues with them. I have no idea. Uh, anyway, that's another show. Um, in 2016, so just last year, they installed Fireball, Larson Looper, 
Spin mm-hmm. Sanity, a tilt world, and Hurricane Force Five, a mega disco. So, yeah, th- that was a good little flat ride year for them. I mean, most parks only ever get one flat ride, but I guess it's lately parks have been getting like, here, here's five flat rides because we've been neglecting you for years. Just look at Carowinds. Yeah. Um, and then this year, 2017, they are opening up Thunder Rapids Water Coaster, which looking at the, um, the website, it looks pretty good. It's one of those ones that has like the open disc turns. I don't know what they do except for making you pay extra for plastic, but, or fiberglass, but yeah. So that takes us into the present, which then takes us into the future. So, mm-hmm. Drew, what are you thinking? I am uh, really f- excited for the future of here. Uh, let's not also talk about 2017. They added Mardi Gras. Oh, yes. Mardi Gras. Their website is showing Mardi Gras like crazy. Yes. So that is uh, that is definitely something they're also doing this year. And I think that is the start of the test thing going on here. And I, I mean, just look at, you know, Mardi Gras is huge now in parks. Um, Universal, this was the first year they did it every day instead of just weekends. So you have 50 days of um, Mardi Gras and 50 days of the parade. I know some days they've had shortages of people on the floats. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy fun. Yeah. And so um, I'm totally down for it. It's just really weird. This is one of those things that I don't see being successful in the colder climates. Like, because, like, Mardi Gras is a February thing, right? Mardi Gras is a February thing, so it has to be at a year-round park. So, like, you... And, I mean, this is the first year that Six Flags Over Texas has been open for every single month of the year, at least one day. Um, And so, like, I could see, like, the Texas and the Mexicos. But, like, Over Georgia doesn't open until mid-March. Um, I mean, it was the beginning of March, but, like, it doesn't open until March. And they kind of have shitty weather sometimes. So I, yeah, yeah. I know all about that. Yeah. So I just um I, I I don't know. Do you do you think other parks would take up on this too? Being uh, that the event takes place after Mardi Gras, it's like the equivalent of to me having a Halloween event that goes all the way through the end of November. The, the thing with um I think Mardi Gras in general, um if you ask people around the country when Mardi Gras is, not everyone's going to know that it's in February. They just know that Mardi Gras is where you throw the beads and there's jesters and stuff like that. It's in New Orleans. Uh-huh. I think that's a lot of people just know that. If you ask some, if you ask anybody in the country when Halloween is, October 31st, everybody knows. Um, so I think, um, Mardi Gras more in general is kind of just an idea of a party instead of an actual like day or like a time period. So you could have like a Mardi Gras float. I mean, look. I mean, fuck, look at um, Six Flags Great America has the whole Mardi Gras section of the park. So does um, uh, Clint's Park, Six Flags America. So they, yeah. so Mardi Gras is not something that they're afraid of. No, no, no. So I could see expanding of the Mardi Gras for 2018. I think, I think so. You'll probably see if, I mean, are they doing a parade for it this year? I mean, Man, I, I think you kind of have to have a parade. It's, yeah. Mardi Gras is a parade. So, you know, expand on the parade, have more floats, um, probably up the bead count and do the whole like, oh, we have so and so many beads. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, food like beignets and um, for any king king cake. um, Yeah, definitely any of those kind of things would work great for, you know, Mardi Gras. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I could see them definitely kind of expanding on Mardi Gras. Um, But I think we're also looking at the fact that that's not America's first or the world's first. No, but you know what they also did this year besides Mardi Gras and Thunder Rapids? What did they do? They put in their renovated nighttime show. So it looks like that park is getting ready to light up the night a little bit. So I celebrate Summer Night Spectacular presented by churches. I want to do something awesome. Do it. Light packages on many rides and America's first Trubolin. <gasps> I've been talking about this since we started. So, like, I know we said we were going to put it at Indiana Beach. Um, I don't know what year we did. No, but I, I think that it's coming. That's very, it's very possible. When did we say that Indiana Beach was going to get a Trebillion? Uh, uh-oh. Nope, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. We were wrong about that. All right. We said 2017. Well, we were definitely wrong then. We were, we were way off. 2017, Indiana Beach gets nothing. It gets nothing, but guess what? Trebillion. Fiesta, Texas, 2018. So I think you can put that in. You have a good light package to go along with it. And I think with that, other rides will also get lighting packages. Yeah, I think and you could get um, crazy just stuff going on. Uh-huh. Um, just, you know, you got... Where would you want to put it? You know, this is the hard thing. I was kind of looking around. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this by saying I've never ever been to this park, so and I've never really spent time looking at the park, so this is kind of a completely new place for me. Yeah. So um, there's a couple areas of possibility that I was kind of thinking about with this one. Um, obviously, they use their quarry wall for their um, uh, for their show. Mm-hmm. So I don't want it to get in the way of the show. Um, per se, because uh, because it's got to run during the show. Um, but there's kind of this little area over by Superman. Okay, where are you looking at here? All right. Um, so if you go to your your maps here, are we you got this... looking at by the three point challenge? Yes. Yeah. I there's like a little. That. Yeah. So um. Over by there, by that three-point challenge, those can move to other places. And that, to me, is where Tribulin's going. I am then going to expand on that, because I like this idea a lot, because I've been excited for this ride. I'll never ride it, but I'll sit down and watch it. Um, I want to theme it to a Superman villain, since we're putting it right there. All right. I want to do, like, a Brainiac or a mix of plicks Something. No, that mixoplex is too hard for people to read and say. Uh-huh. So I'm going to go with a Brainiac-themed ride. Brainiac's mm-hmm. Mind Spin or something. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Works for me. There we go. Um, 
And then the expansion of Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. Sorry if you can hear my keyboard. Uh, you know, I wonder if you could do expansion of Mardi Gras in the sense that, like, two preview weekends before. That's like possible. A- Where you just kind of extend the opening a little bit further forward. Yes, like a, a preview weekend before your opening weekend. Yeah, I like that. Um, but you could expand it that way. You have your rides open. You don't have all your rides open. Uh-huh. You have your major rides that people are going to ride, you know, for your special events up. And you actually make it a, this is your Mardi Gras ticket. So you can have a lower price for it. You can have, um, you market it for this is for Mardi Gras. Yeah. But rides are also open. Mm-hmm. Included with your season pass, but it's a cheaper ticket if you wanted to buy Mardi Gras Day. It, it'd be like Spring in the Park for like yes. Hershey. I love Hershey's Spring in the Park idea. I think it's genius. I don't know why more play people don't do that. Well, I mean, if you look at it, the the parks sort of do. It's just a matter of they market it completely different. Like Hershey Park makes it a different season. Um, Carowinds, on the other hand, just has twenty nine dollar tickets you can buy online right now. Mm-hmm. Which is definitely the way to go. Yeah. All right. So. Okay. Um, anything else for twenty eighteen you didn't think of? No, that 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 is not nothing. Nothing I could go in twenty. We we did a we did an America's first. Yes. Okay. Um. So now twenty nineteen. Okay. So let's see here. I'm trying to look kind of at just plots of land and what's not, and what I have ideas for. So there's a good plot of land that has two attractions on it that I think need to have neither one of those attractions on it anymore. What are you talking about? Uh, that Tony Hawk's big spin? Oh, the opposite corner where I'm looking at. Okay, yes. And the go-karts that you have to walk over to get to the Tony Hawk big spin. Don't they do that at St. Louis too? I think you walk over for the boss. The boss. Yeah, that's weird. I don't. I'm not. I'm not getting into my go kart rant again. Uh huh. But okay, yeah. That's a, that's a really big plot of land, and I'm assuming that whole little other corner by their frisbee, that's probably part of that too. And I'm assuming since they've done it, they can use the quarry wall as well. Uh huh. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a huge plot of land that you could probably even keep the go karts and keep the Mr. Six's pandemonium style Tony Hawk big spin. But I think that corner is going to get a new ride at some point. Maybe not next year, but at some point. Hmm. Are we thinking of, would this be the first for a six flags? So, I don't think it's going in this year. I think they're going to clear room for it for next year. Okay, so this is 2019. They're clearing room for it. Yes. Okay. They're starting to prep for that. So, okay. So we do, we've we got a little prep work in 2019. Uh-huh. But what is 2019 going to bring to the table? A Christmas parade. Because they've already got a Mardi Gras parade. 
They figured out parades are successful. Holiday in the Park is a big time event for them. Okay. Christmas parade. See, I'm, I'm trying to think of things that Six Flags is going to try out here that go well, and then they like continue on. So you're, you're, are you kind of thinking that Fiesta Texas is kind of a test park in per it, se? It, I would say it's the Kings Island of Cedar Fair. That makes sense, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but then again, I think it's, it's as we said, it's going to get the Carowinds kind of treatment, and they're going to kind of go big, and they're going to kind of go hard. Mm-hmm. I, I still wouldn't be shocked if something new comes in this area or this park at some point this year. Oh, in yeah. 20, but it's not going to be as expensive as 2019's edition. You mean 2020? Yeah, 2020's edition. Um. Okay, so we added a holiday park. You know, holiday holidays parade. in the park. Oh, yeah, holiday park parade. Um, And we need to add something that can't hold people over. Um, this is where this is going to be a world's first. This is a flat ride that has not been announced. This is something that's going to appear at IAPA this year. Mm-hmm. This is going to be something might be Zamperla. It might be fun time. It might be one of those other guys that are out there, but this will be a, a flat ride that is announced at IAPA and they're going to announce that. No, because that that is no. It's not going to be announced this year. Next year, 2018's IAPA, it's coming out and saying that they've partnered with Six Flags Fiesta Texas and they're opening it. Yep. That's undisclosed what it is. new flat ride. Undisclosed. I have no idea, and it's going to be pretty fucking crazy. Hmm. Um. Not that Trebolin's not a pretty fucking well, crazy ride. No, it, and it's totally not. But also, we've been we've kind of proven that this park they like their flat rides. Uh huh. Um, they've got they've got a good assortment of roller coasters, but they also dig their flat rides as they put in three of them last year. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, do you remember your conversation with me about the future of B and M roller coasters? Probably, we've talked about B and M. Quite a few times. The new style of B&M flyers. Oh, yes. I do remember this. So, one day, I decided I was going to go ride Manta. And I was standing in the station waiting for the train to load and come back in so I could get on. And I thought, what if they did kind of the same setup, but on a flyer on a wing coaster so you've got the wing coaster trains where you've got two seats on either side but then i guess in 4d coaster um style the seats rotate down and face down to the ground and then you go up the lift so it is a flying roller coaster that you are on the side of the track is that the one you're talking about that is exactly the one I'm talking about. That would be a, that would be a first. That would be, and it's also going to bring you face to face 
with the canyon wall. Ooh. Including a hidden first drop. So you're going to go up and your first drop is going into the quarry so you do not see the entire first drop. So it's going to be the first flying B&M wing coaster and the first roller coaster to have its first drop entirely enclosed in a quarry in America. Ooh, this could I I like this a lot. And are you you're talking we're, we've moved on to the next year? Yeah, this is 2020. Okay, this is 2020. Oh, man. And it use in right back there by Pandemonium Spin Tony Hawk, right? That's the space we cleared for. Yeah. Oh. Um I like this idea. Not because I had this idea, but I'd love to see this idea come to uh, fruition here. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yes. Yes. Another world's first. This is Six Flags just just pouring money into this park. And we, we're assuming that um, attendance is on the rise uh-huh. the whole time as well. And, you know, it also wouldn't shock me if San San Antonio was like, hey, guys, because, I mean, it it legitimately happened with Carowinds where the city of Charlotte was like, hey, guys, when you guys expand, our tourism expands. Any interest in, like, helping each other out here? And I could totally see that six. I mean, Six Flags had to hear about that. And we're like, well, fuck, let's see if somebody else is going to help us out like that or if somebody if they can do it. And I, I would say, like, San Antonio already has a tourism. Mm-hmm. How far is um, Fiesta, Texas from, say, like, downtown, like, where they have, like, the city walk, the river walk? Uh, that would be a Randall question, and I don't know the answer to. Hmm. But good thing we have Google Maps up here that we can... We, uh, we could also just phone him up. Yeah. Bring, bring him up on the third line. <laughs> Man, I like I like this idea for a for a B and M flying wing coaster. Um, I want it I want it to do some pretty like unique things, and I, in typical Six Flags fashion, I want some sort of theming element, you know, a la fire, or like a big blast of mist as it goes by. Um, twenty five minutes away from the River Walk. Oh yeah, that, that's easy. Yeah. Totally. I mean, mm-hmm. you're looking at probably the same distance for Carowinds to downtown Charlotte as well anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you, yeah, they could easily work off each other. And, you know, who it also would benefit from that probably as well, SeaWorld. Mm-hmm. So, and, I mean, SeaWorld is installing their new um, jet ski coaster for this year. Yeah. So, I mean, you got a lot, a lot of stuff, I think. I think San Antonio is going to get a major boost in tourism here. So we shall see about that. Uh, yeah, we shall see. Um, <clears throat> but I think that's a sweet idea. Yeah, BNM flying wing coaster. I don't even care what it's themed to. I just want to go. Yeah, um, and I think it's going to wow people with it being in the in and out of the quarry. Like, uh, Iron Rattler has a quarry tunnel. 
Yes. But I'm talking about making the tunnel the big drop. Or it could be a mystery drop in the middle of the ride. Yeah, you could do that too. Like um, have it go into the quarry for like a mid-course. Uh-huh. And then just kind of completely drop. Yeah. So like, oh, that's a sweet idea. So you go in to the quarry for your mid-course. And then having no idea that there's just a big drop inside of it. I really wish I could... Good, I could go to a park as a general public again with like, with no idea of what any of these things do uh-huh. or without any prior knowledge of stuff. I wish I could experience that again. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be sweet. But I wish I could get my mind blown. I'm excited every time. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Get I, mind blown? Get, I got mind blown at Fun Spot. Um, yeah. But I'm totally okay with that B&M flying wing coaster. And I think that's all they need to add. Mm-hmm. Well, it's got to have a pretty badass light package, too, since we are doing, you know, light package expansion. Yeah. I mean, when I said light package expansion, I'm talking rides, quarry walls. I'm thinking the whole quarry gets lit up and colorful, changing color kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so that brings us to our final year that we're probably going to do here. Um, so for 2021, um, we've got to put some ideas here. Um, I have an idea that, uh-huh. we, that we could use. Um, 2021 is going to be towards the end of the the projected, the scheduled DC Extended Universe movies. Uh-huh. Um, so you're you're getting towards the end of what they have already pre-scheduled. So I guess by this point, you'd probably already be kind of like in the heat of things, like right in the middle, because they're not just going to stop. Uh-huh. So I could see a, a Justice League 2.0 dark ride, which it's new technology, new story, so it's not just a clone of, you know, the other parks or Magic Mountain. It's a mm-hmm. whole new one. And it is completely tied to the movies. Because the current one is not tied to any movies. It's tied to just Joker and in general DC. Yeah, but uh, Warner Brothers is still so heavily involved in it yeah. that I don't see why they don't just tie it to the movie. Because they still are paying for the IP and all this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So... I, I don't know what you think because I know they don't have one. I know that there's the Justice League is right, you know, on the other side, not, not just down the street. It's three hours away uh-huh. at, over Texas. Um, but they've got room for it. They probably could sacrifice a theater, a theater because they don't use ever, all of them all the time. Uh-huh. Um, not really sure which one I would use. Um, I'm assuming the the big Lone Star Amphitheater is probably used quite often. I think that's their nighttime Lone amphitheater. S- Lone Star Lils. I, I could be wrong, but I think that's where their nighttime show is. And then you've got the... Um, what the hell is that one? It's the one by Spassberg, the station. Because you've got the Zaragoza Theater. Like What, what kind of names are these? Um, the Sangerfest Hall. Uh-huh. I think I don't know if there's anything in that one, but I think that's the location I would want to use. 
the howl the howl yeah yeah i mean it's so it's kind of near batman which is in rockville but whatever it's also kind of near superman Mm -hmm. it's just whatever that little town that they have whatever they call that little that little section what's the blue section that is spasberg all right oh there you go spasberg whatever spasberg is is what i want to that theater i want to put a justice league ride all right justice league 2.0 mm-hmm. and it'll be the first one that nobody else will get a 2.0 before this makes sense to me Oh, man, I just realized that their wave pool is shaped like the state of Texas. Is it? Yeah, but see, on the map, it's upside down and kind of angled a little bit. Oh, yeah, look at that. <laughs> so I would have never noticed that if I wasn't like, that's an odd shape for a wave pool. Oh, that's fun. Oh, well, I mean, in Texas, everything is shaped like Texas. Well, yeah, but like upside down Texas doesn't look like anything to me. It sort of looks like a shark fin and a square. I, I got to say that the actual park map makes the top part of Texas way longer than it actually is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I also 2021, let's add another water slide too. Yeah. There'll, First, be, there'll be something crazy that's discussed by pro slides. Uh-huh. Yeah. This isn't a water park website or a water park podcast, so. No, and I mean, like, if you guys watch the In the Loop review of World Water Park on YouTube, you can see that uh, the legend had no idea what he was talking about on a lot of slides. Yep. We refer to them as as Dropbox slides, body slides, and tube slides. Well, he has no way to talk because he chickened out on them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But he did end up doing the baby one on... The cruise line. Yeah. So once he does, once he goes and does Ewu's breakaway fall, then we can talk to him about water slides. Man, but I gotta tell you, the Aqua Loop was so cool. It it looked cool. I wish there. W- I think we should get one. I think that should be Aquatica's next big slide. An Aqua Loop. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree. All right, and now that we just did um, Sea World here, <laughs> um. I think we should do 2022. Well, that's the big 30. That's 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 the 30, the dirty 30. Um, I don't know what you have in mind or if you have anything in mind. Um, I, I have an idea that I think is really unrealistic, but I think it's awesome at the same time. Okay. Shoot. shoot. And we, we don't need to necessarily consider this as the real thing, but I could see them going back to the roots and budgeting live entertainment and going like, four new shows oh and i like, thought you were gonna go a little crazier than that i mean this is six flags we're talking about like how many parks have they, four new shows in one year what they lost um i mean they they continued to get the golden ticket for best um best shows and they lost that in 2008 and haven't gotten uh-huh. that since well i mean look what happened dollywood started building cool things Dollywood yeah. started having more important coaster events and uh brought all the enthusiasts to dollywood and yeah and now dollywood wins shows food and uh, friendliest and cleanliest and everything um 
I could see them doing, I could see them doing two new shows. Um, one of them being like a big show that kind of incorporates the, the history of the park. I mean, uh-huh. it's not too much history of the park. It's younger than I am, younger than you are. Yeah. Um, but I could see them doing a, a show that just kind of brings in different parts of the history of the park and then just doing another just kind of off the wall show. Mm-hmm. Um, I am thinking that it's about time that Six Flags builds a giga coaster. Ooh, giga coaster. Um, because they haven't. I think it's weird that they haven't. I mean, if if you had asked me before, um, with I, you you got to think that yeah, Cedar Point had some sort of exclusivity deal with Millennium Forest because. I mean, Six Flags was quick to respond to Dragster. Uh-huh. But nobody ever touched Millennium Force. So there mm-hmm. there had to have been some sort of exclusivity deal. Um, I'm thinking that that deal is probably long done by now, but just nobody... Six Flags doesn't drop the money into a park. But I think that since Jeff Siebert, the quote that he said that we read earlier... Um, they have looked at what what Cedar Fair has done to Carowinds and what it has done to that park. And I think they're going to take a couple more chances. And I think looking around the properties, this is the park that's probably the most receptive of a Carowinds treatment. Well, I mean, it makes sense because you want your, your, your park to have the big uh, year-round kind of mentality mm-hmm. you you you, you want to have the four seasons you don't want to be like great america is a great park to add a bunch of things to but it, it's one of the last six flags to open and it's one of the first ones to close yeah um you know it's not really chicago but the you know northern illinois um lake michigan weather sucks so yeah it's a park that opens late and closes early Mm-hmm. Um, this is a park that could potentially down the line be open year round. Uh huh. And I think Six Flags sees that as a potential. So my prediction for the park's thirtieth and the the you know kind of the exclamation the period to Jeff Siebert's um, run here. Not he'll still be there. Not saying this is going to be the end of his run, but his. You know, um, world's first and America's first and technology being debuted and all that stuff like that. I think we're going to get a, we're going to get the tallest lift powered roller coaster. We're going, I think it's going to be like a 350 foot coaster. You know, I can see it. I, I, I wonder where they would get it from. Um, they could easily do it with B&M. Um, Six Flags has a, I mean, every, yeah, they have a relationship with B&M. I mean. I think what park doesn't have a relationship with B&M at this point? And, and yeah, exactly. Nobody, you don't really hear of anybody having a bad relationship with them. No, there um, were rumors that Cedar Fair did for a while. And then I guess they either squashed it or B&M said, how do we turn down $30 million? <laughs> exactly. Um, I could see not being this being the return of Intamin because Intamin is building a coaster down the street. Um, 
but I could see another Intamin. Mm-hmm. I, I personally do think Intamin's going to make a a North American return, and they're going to become a major player again because they haven't really built anything in the U.S. since what fifteen. Yeah, it's uh, Skyhawk and then or Skyrush. Skyrush. No, Skyrush was twenty was twenty twelve. And then you got um, the, the two drop towers. The two drop towers in 20, was it 14? It, it was the year of Green Gots and the two drop towers, the last time they were really in America. Yeah, and that was the last time. And I think with the history that they have um, with you know rides being removed and rides currently being down, I think they're going to make a return sometime in the next five years. I wonder if they're going to have to drop their price point. And been like, look, we're reliable again. I think if they also stop kind of trying too much to look outside the box. But I just thought of something. And I don't think it's going to be a B&M or an Intamin. Because this is where I was going. I think we're going to see a Mac or a Vacoma. I was going to say, number two, I think it's Vacoma's time to shine. Their shit that they have now. Looks incredible. Like that fucking coaster that they just finished building. The thing mm-hmm. looks insane. So and they have, I think they've figured it out. This, I'm going, this is going to be Vacoma's first Giga Coaster. Mm-hmm. And I've got high hopes for it. I, I think this is going to, it's going to be a hit when it opens and it's going to open and stay open. I don't think we're going to have issues with it. All right. I'm this is the big and then we've also got um we've got new shows for this year. Um what would you say to 2022 30th anniversary parks now open year round? I I don't think you're going to go daily operation, no, but no, no, I think no. Could, like the weekend, like the weekend operation that you see at some of the other parks. I think you could get the Magic Mountain operation schedule. Yeah, I like that because I I personally think that this is the next park to transition to top tier Six Flags. Mm-hmm. This is that one that's kind of been nestled in the middle and it's going up to the top. I think it's part of the reason why they gave Seabert the manager spot. Because I think if anyone's going to do it, he is. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the one to be able to turn things around. Yeah. So... And then I think after 2022, he's probably going to get a higher up position among um, Six Flags. Yeah, see, I was thinking one of two things. He's either getting that or he's getting the, I'm going to turn around another park. Mm, I could see that. Do you think Six Flags would move him to another park or do you think he would leave the chain and go to another chain? Uh, I think that another chain can't afford him. No, I don't think so either. And I think that's where he got his GM spot was because they were paying. They, I think that is another part of it. Totally irrelevant to our whole discussion here. But I bet you he got offered a PR spot somewhere else for some money. And Six Flags was like, oh, fuck, no, we need to keep you. But if we're going to pay you that kind of money, we need you doing something other than PR. Here's your GM spot. Oh, that could be. That's my guess. 
All right. I like that. Yeah, great guy. Um, good future for that park, and it looks like things are turning around. Yeah. I, I, I like that completely. Um, so we got a couple of minutes here. Let's quickly go over the, what we decided that we were going to do to this park. Um, and Jeff, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, 2018, we're building America's first Drabullion, um, themed to Brainiac. Um, we're going to expand on Mardi Gras parade, lights, everything. And that's going to be a huge light package expansion that's going to be part of the night show that they added this year. Mm-hmm. Um, 2019, um, Holiday in the Park is going to get a parade, and they're also going to get an undisclosed flat ride that was announced at IAPA the year before. Yeah. So the 28, I'm looking forward to next year's IAPA then. Uh huh. Um, 2020 is straight from my brain cavity, the B&M Flyer Wing Coaster. I could see them doing it because, you know, everyone keeps saying that they're doing a, a 4D, and this would be kind of a 4D, but not as intensive. And so, they already have the wacky, crazy 4D coaster. They do. So this is something slightly different. This is something different, and I think um, I think uh, they would take a chance on it. Yeah. Um, 2021, we're going to get um, Justice League 2.0 and a water slide. Just something kind of crazy. New pro slide, whatevers. I'm sure they have something crazy. Them or white water. Yeah, both. I mean, let's be honest. Like, who's, who saw the toilet bowl thing coming to fruition and dropbox slides aqua loops like. exactly we had been in t- we had been in such a water park slump and then all of a sudden there's a huge boom of water parks again so mm-hmm. yeah i mean even um hildebrandt said that if he had known that he only had to slap on some paint to rejuvenate soak city at cedar point he would have done it years ago <laughs> it's true so, um, and then 2022, the big 30, the dirty 30 for Fiesta, Texas. Um, we're going to go with the Vacoma Giga Coaster, um, new shows and, uh, quote unquote yearly operation. Uh, so they'll go into a, a weekend operation only. And then if somebody does decide that they want to do like rent out the park on a Thursday or whatever, they can do that as well. Um, but that'll be for, probably december january february and march mm-hmm. uh, also wouldn't surprise me if like there's like two weekends in a row where they might take off and not be open kind of thing yeah i could see that i could see that definitely being around uh like christmas day new year's day uh-huh. like especially right there in the middle and nobody really wants to work during those time of the year anyway so. but like i mean like mid-january i could see them doing like the first two weekends of january and then taking a weekend off here, then doing a weekend, and then taking like a weekend off in February, and then going like, yeah, like have a little break in there. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I think I think with these ideas right here, um, and then obviously new food options and blah 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 blah, and thrown in there, we never really talk about food too much. Um, I think um, this is now a new top tier Six Flags park. No, but it's interesting because Six Flags has kind of rolled out their all-season flash pass that they've done at some parks mm-hmm. their all-season dining their all-season um souvenir cups their all-season parking so like they've they've done a whole bunch of these all-season things uh, i'm wondering what the next thing is but i and they've also done the photo pass so yeah. I, i'm just curious where what what do we think that they're going to offer all-season next to guests I don't I don't know. Like what what would be another all season idea? 
I mean, we discussed the all season, um, like upcharge attraction pass. And did you see that, that, uh, Great America has it for next year? Do they? Yeah. That's another thing that we got right. I don't know if we got the year right on it, but we definitely talked about it and Great America's got it. We did. Um, yeah, that was, that was really kind of the only thing. Um, I could see actually this. Um, I could see a yearly or a, um, an all season long locker pass. Um, something boring like that. I mean, it's boring, but the fact that most of Six Flags parks have a pretty strict notice article policy. But if you can, if you can pay like, I don't know, 30 extra bucks at the beginning of the year and you've got locker access all year long, mm-hmm. that's probably more they're going to, they're going to get out of you then than they would throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Scan your pass, locker pops open. Exactly. Um, pretty much kind of do the same setup that the Incredible Hulk has. Mm-hmm. So that's my idea. Somewhere in there. They're somewhere gonna, in there. I, somewhere I, in within those five years. It'll start here and then grow. Mm-hmm. And then I think other chains are going to follow suit. Because as much as I like Universal's um, free lockers, I mean, I understand why you have to pay for lockers. It maintains the lockers. It maintains it helps pay for that person that has to help maintain the lockers mm-hmm. um but if i if i'm able to just kind of check a little a small box on my season pass and not have to worry about it while i'm there i'm not mad mm-hmm. and i can go oh yeah i've you can tell your friends oh yeah i've got locker come come with me and then, then all of a sudden uh, you're, you're the hero and i have one other thing that i want to add okay um this is something i thought about last night totally forgot to bring it up until now I don't know what year it's going to come in, but we're going to see the fourth tier on the Six Flags Flash Pass. Okay, yeah. Because Um, they're already in ridiculous tiers, like some are on all of them, some are on gold and platinum, some are on platinum only, some are on platinum no rewrides, some are on platinum plus. I've never never used Flash Pass. Mm -hmm. So, what, they have a, what, a silver, gold, and a platinum? Uh. Or regular. regular gold, regular gold and platinum. And so, what the regular knocks off? What half of your wait time? The regular makes you wait the same amount of time as a guest standing in line, but you just reserved a time. Okay, so yeah, okay. It, it kind of works similar to like I don't know, like one of those like disabled person passes where you get a return time to come back to the ride. Only it's on your little cue bot, so you get a time to come back. Okay, and then you can yeah, you go get food, whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or wait in the line for another ride. Yeah, okay. Yes. Um, and then gold, what, cuts half? Half. And then platinum is 90. So you're, you're thinking that they're going to do a like a double platinum or like a titanium or whatever, and that cuts off 100%? You just walk right on? Or do you I, think I something think pl- like a silver that is the 25%? Nope. I think you're going to see gold drop down to like... 25%. But I think they're going to do I would do like th- yeah, 25, 50, 75 and straight on walk on. So you're adding on two tiers. Mhm. Okay. No, so like so the regular one is regular and then you're doing 25 or yeah, something like that. But like so your your top tier one is going to be a complete walk on now and double rides on everything. Just I think you're going to add that fourth tier. All right, so that's that's a that's a nice 
general idea I think we're going to see probably across the parks, probably here soon. Um, not necessarily Fiesta, Texas per se, but um, just kind of just across think, Six Flags. I think you could see it start there and then move on. And I, I think it could start with one of the new rides. They could test it there. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think we've talked about it Fiesta, Texas enough. Yeah. Um, so again, I'm Ryan um, from the Theme Park Guides. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Park Guides, um, and I have a website or a YouTube channel. You know, it's not at the Theme Park Guides or anything like that because I don't have enough people to subscribe. So please subscribe. Um, but you can search for the Theme Park Guides, and I am on there. I post some videos. I posted a video of two um, waterfowl at Animal Kingdom Lodge beating the shit out of each other. Huh? It was interesting. Sounds like fun. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, where can we find you? You can find me on the Twitters at Drew the Intern. Oh. Uh, YouTube.com slash In The Loop Podcast. Okay. And uh, you can also listen to me on In The Loop Podcast, so you can subscribe to that and listen to that, because that's our weekly to twice a month podcast that talks about news and stuff. So when we sort of were doubling in news here on accident here, that was me thinking theme park style <laughs> or from the uh then the loop podcast um yeah and uh you could reach both of us together um on twitter at park blueprints and then at theme park blueprints at g at gmail.com and that's how you can write us an email we like emails and we read the emails so send us more emails what do you think of fiesta texas what do you think fiesta texas is getting um suggestions of parks yeah And uh, we don't have an ending to a show, so um, we'll just see you next time. Boop a doop boop. Howdy. They asked me to tell you all about a little project we just wrapped up here in San Antonio. They call it Fiesta, Texas. Nothing fancy. Just the darkest theme park built in America in the last 20 years. Got its own Mexican village built right inside. Bravo. Or at the old-time German Texas town, they're celebrating Oktoberfest. There's a 1920s boom town where it's always the 4th of July. And you can ride the Rattler, world's tallest wooden roller coaster. And there's a place called Rockville, where it's homecoming every day, and the 50s rock and roll never stops. And still in the same little old park, the whole family can cool their hills and just about everything else. Yep, down here we only know one way of doing things, Texas style. And I reckon you know what that means. So come to Fiesta, Texas, and celebrate Texas. Fiesta!